0: Good morning and welcome back to the second hour of Love Bass Love Talk. As promised. Hello, Anru.
1: <laughs> hey, Babs.
0: <laughs> nice to see hey, you again. I saw I saw Anru uh at uh the birthday party for Tegan. She turned 50. She turned 50. 50. And we were yeah. we it was like New Year's Eve. We were dancing the night away. And then I yeah. saw you at Possible Futures. And I Yes,
2: seen- Possible Futures.
0: So we, you know, we be we be running into each other in these streets. I
2: know. <laughs> I know.
1: How are you this morning?
0: I'm sitting, You know, Harry and I. You know, Harry. Harry, Harry thinks it's ridiculous that I'm so hopeful.
2: Hmm. <laughs> hmm.
0: <laughs> so, and he and he might have a point. He might be. He might be so right. But I remain hopeful. I I believe that we can have peace in the world.
1: Mm. So anyway. Yeah, that's a. Well, I'm happy to explore that a little bit. (laughs) But first, what we need to do first, it's been a little while since I've been here. So I'm happy to be um, on your show with you, Babs. Um, But let's start with uh, welcoming and honoring our ancestors, thanking them for the blessings and the gifts that they have left for us, that are actually in us. And and that we're saying to them, thank you for that. And we're using those gifts today, which I think speaks also to this piece around hope, um, or even despite how hard things are, how we live, we still live, right? Um, but first we'll do this, I'll do this chant. <clears throat> so for those, who have not heard this, this is a, a Yoruba chant um, that we sing to honor our ancestors in that tradition.
2: Iba mama, o. Iba mama, Iba mama, o. Mama mama to fun wa se a se te fun lan lu ba 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 to fun wa se ba ye ye tofu 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 fun wa se a se te fun lan lu Ba egungun to fun ashe Ni ba egungun to fun ashe o uh. Ba egungun to fun ashe Ni ba egungun to fun ashe uh. ashe te fun ala lo you Ba egungun May it be so that we
1: recognize these gifts and these blessings that our ancestors have left for us, and may it be so that we are able to use them in our lives. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen, Um, yeah, I think that speaks really for me to this piece around, um, what to orient around when in times of, uh, challenge, difficulty, pain, when it can so easily respond to that with despair and hopelessness, um, and I think for me, there's a way of regardless of the circumstances to orient around like something that's life affirming because life is still unfolding. Mm. And life is actually fundamentally a life of change. Right? And things are living and dying and appearing and disappearing all the time. That's the nature of life. Like we will Nobody who we're in intimate, intimate relationship with right now, including ourselves, will be here in in 200 years, right? And so the things that feel like, ah, the most important things or the despair or I'm not seen or I'm crushed down, I'm in pain, they'll be gone. We'll be gone. We're here for just these brief moments. Um, And ourselves, we are changing all the time. And so to me that there's something in life itself to orient around, uh, to in the face of life itself, right? So um, not to be cryptic, but um, you know, I've had my own struggles, um, which I've talked about before of being depressed and
2: um,
1: wrapped up in addiction and uh, mental health issues and being suicidal. And thought I kind of had things figured out and was like, I'm not seen. I feel like an alien. What hope is there, right? There's these systems that are, right, and and violence and dehumanizing that's happening everywhere and the planet, all the things. And what's the point? And in those moments, um, getting a glimpse that well, there's something in life, like life itself. And there's something in life that um, it's possible to connect with and find and orient around that actually provides gives meaning. And if we look at nature, there's you look at a tree, regardless of what's going on around it it continues to live right to orient towards the nutrients in the soil and the sun people carve initials in it it still does the same thing with the nutrients in the soil and the sun right and then all the beings that it's connected with but it's it's that orientation to life itself and we wouldn't look at one tree and be like well that tree is more of a tree that oak tree is more oak tree than that other oak tree <laughs> They're, They're in different circumstances and still it's the same, let me orient and be nurtured and nourished and go towards this light, which is nurturing and nourishing, which, and that light is there for all of us, right? The sun is just shining, shines on all of us, not like the good differently than the bad or the ill than the healthy, right? Or the young differently than the old. And so there's something in life itself to orient towards particularly when circumstances and the stories tell us otherwise, right? Because the circumstances tell us, oh, not just it's not worth it, but you're not worth it, right? No, you have this hope, right? You want to be something. no, this place isn't for you. And we get that message outside of ourselves and we've internalized that message. And um, so this morning, like I went for, a quick, right before the show, I went for a quick hike up West Rock. Cause I needed that. I needed that like um, reminder, not intellectually, but like, oh, right. The world is big. This, this being, this West Rock being has been here through all the ups and downs, right? People's lives and deaths and good and bad and love and hate and war and hope and peace, all the things. And it's present even as it too is still changing but it has a you know its arc of time is much longer and so having a sense and being connected to like oh and and it's not better than the trees that are growing on it or the birds that are roosting on it it's it's also there they're also there all of this is is unfolding oriented towards life and so that piece around like can we orient towards the blessings that our ancestors, as human beings who lived in this on this same planet, different specific circumstances, but still the same circumstances of life, right? Of being a person, some things get encouraged, some things get crushed, right? We are seen, we're not seen, we love, we hate, we suffer, we live, we die, we grieve, we continue. And so there's something about orienting towards this, the, the goodness the blessings the ache that they have left for us in ourselves we are them in ourselves in our blood our bones the way we see the way we smell the way we touch the way we hear the way we taste the way we sense reality they have passed that on and so can we orient towards the good ways right these these ways that Oh yes, I can create this. Oh yes, I can love here. Oh yes, I can build this or I can be nurtured and nourished. I can learn to live, Our ancestors learned to live even in the midst of genocide and institutions of slavery and all kinds of other oppressions and uh, immigration and emigration and uh, family violence, right? And still, we have lived and found an orientation to life itself and so it's not this fantasy of like, well, maybe one day it'll just all turn around, right? That it will change because everything changes. And can in that, can we also orient towards this, this thing called life, these things that have been passed on. And then can we see them and find them, seek them out and then use them, implement them. Oh, so there's a poet Basho who said, um, um, There's probably lots of versions of it, but there's one which is don't walk in the footsteps of your ancestors or your teachers, but seek what they sought. Mm -hmm. So it's not to be them, right? Oh, and I have to act like they did or do all the things they did or go back to some majestic time, right? Oh, but they sought in their life, love. They sought a connection to the divine. They sought um, and yearn for and loved caring for people. Oh, what would that mean for me now? Do I orient towards those things? What do I orient towards? What are my yearnings and needs that are both mine, but also are connected to this these legacies of what has come before and what will come after? And so even in the face of uh, pain and suffering that can be overwhelming. Can we also say ah, oh, and yes there's still life mm. right mm. if these circumstances are happening well we so can we lean and develop skills to orient towards life versus oriented towards despair we can like feel that. grief right we can feel it mm. but that's different to choose to i'm going to orient towards it i'm going to orient towards cynicism i'm going to orient towards Oh, oh well, you push me well i'm gonna push you back harder. Right. You don't see me well i'm not going to see you. Right if, oh you don't see me well look life is still here you actually don't get to determine my relationship with that. So let's. Do that together. Or at least do that ourselves, and then we can see. It's like getting your head above the water, like oh, or out of the like smoke, or out of the out from under the blanket. Oh, there's a world out here. (laughs) And then you might see other people poking their heads. Oh, look, (laughs) there's someone else out here too, trying. And you live, and then you can be creative about if it's about um, fostering. And changing conditions so that other people can find their way out, then you do it from a place of clarity versus a place of despair and overwhelm. Right? A reactivity. Because I don't think that the our thinking about what we need is clear when we come from those places of despair or reactivity.
0: Mm.
1: Right. We have to like doubt. Are thinking when I was like in those pits of despair, I, I, my first ideas weren't helpful ones. They were like habits that got me into the got me into that hole in the first place. So I had to learn to like. Well, let me sit for a minute instead of like trying to dig my way out of the hole deeper. Right? Let me. Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what got me here? Maybe if. If I pause right instead of running frantically in circles or avoiding how i'm actually feeling. Mm. um, There may be a way out. And it might be different than what I could have imagined and life might be different than what we can imagine. And there's not one. way to do it. it's like you know what. Someone smells a smell. And for some people, that's the most wonderful smell in the world. And other people are like that. I don't know what you're smelling, but I don't want to go into that. (laughs) But we can orient towards the things that we're yearning for and the things that are nourishing for us. And be honest with ourselves and be gentle, tender. That's the place of like life and hope is a very fragile thing. It's very hope, very... uh, um, yeah, very tender, right? It's easy, you know, a, a, like a tender little sapling, right? Little shoots coming. out. That's it's strong wind. A rock can roll over in and just oh, it's dead now, right? It's very tender, right? But then it grows into something very big, which we as human beings have also learned how to destroy, right? But the dis because the destruction <laughs> is easy, yeah, it's easy, right? In terms of effort, um, but in terms of consequences it's, um, it creates more pain. Because it's just a habit that people just roll over the things, trying to grasp at something else. Oh yeah, my ancestors left this. I know, you know, I can build things, or I love to make things, or I just love to care for people or, um, but that's stupid. I have to go get paid. I have to go find my way in the marketplace. I have to go engage in power over dynamics so I don't feel small, so I don't feel vulnerable. So that tender thing in me, I'm just going to trap it and secure it so no one can get to it and lock it away. And so, of course, things feel hopeless because we are not even allowing ourselves to admit that it's there and then to what we actually need to do for that to grow and to find a place in the world find our place in the world howard thurman is a um, theologian philosopher um, a black person whose quote i love um, it's don't and it's a quote i love and i keep thinking i get it wrong when i'm about to say it um don't do what you think the world needs but instead do what makes you come alive because what the world needs is people who've come alive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? it's including ourselves in that as opposed to, oh, I should be doing that out there. Oh, they, they just need me to do that. So I should just go do that. Or that's what they tell me success is. That's what status is. That's what love is. That's what joy is. That's what health is. That's what meaning is, oh, but what makes me truly come alive these deep tender places we have to nourish that little being in us whenever we find it because some of us have had to lock that away to survive being a young person getting through some really hard times but can we now in this moment
2: oh i wonder what's there oh hmm." Maybe there's something in there
1: that that there could be a little bit more space for maybe I can I can nourish it a little bit. Or maybe I can be curious about it and then Oh, well, what would I need to do to have a life where it gets nourish, nourished nourished. Mm. Can I hold that with as much intensity and drive as i'm doing all these other things as i'm scrolling through my feed
2: all right. could I well,
1: oh, let me take two minutes. What, right? And then we, what is that? Ashay. what are those blessings that have been left for me? And how do I nourish them today? How do I come alive? How do I manifest those things in this particular life that we have now, which our ancestors, they don't have this life now, we have this life now all those who come after us they don't have this life now we have this life now so what can we do and i think there's a lot even if it's a lot is all is that nurturing and nourishing there's a lot to do to take care of that tender little whatever wispy potential that's in us to orient towards life And then imagine the systems relationships organizations families that we create coming from that place. How we address inequity how we address climate crisis, how we address oppression from that place. that's life affirming. That is worth right that's the hope that's the what makes it worthwhile. For me, <laughs> that's I, what his
0: grounding message.
1: Yeah, that's what's kept me going all these years since the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah.
0: So, Anru, how do you think about peace? Do you think about peace as as a place, as an activity, as a how do how do we how do we how do you get peaceful in a world full of ongoing chaotic chaotic
1: chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so if so, peace is that nourishment of that tender place. You can't nourish, you can't be open to being nourished, you can't nourish yourself, you can't really nourish somebody else in a place of chaos and war and violence. So there's like this inner peace, right? And since everything is changing all the time, it's we have to kind of re, keep coming back, keep nourishing, right? You have a plant. You don't like, oh, I watered it once. That's, there we go. It's all done. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now there's go live. <laughs> right. Okay, child, here's some today. I gave you food and shelter and clothing. Okay. <laughs> right? And we have to do it. Hours later, (laughs) (laughs) just the next day, right? So, but you know, for real, like if we if we're not connected to our needs, um, then we can't orient towards peace. Because one could say, like, oh, peace is. uh, I don't want to just end up getting those needs met. Peace is equality, equality. Um, peace is, I mean, we get into like, what's peace, what's liberation, justice, all the things. And I think that um, orienting towards ourselves, right? Care, compassion, love, like to me, those are all connected to peace. Right, there can be excitement and joy and activity right, but it's from that quality. uh, Honoring the connections that actually exist. Versus oh you're this other, so you don't matter as much right, so that honoring those connectivities that's a part of peace. Um, It means being honest. um, With ourselves and other people but also being compassionate, it's not like the kind of brutal honesty or like tough love piece aspect of it. Uh, um, I mean, those are things I think about for what is peace. So what would it mean to um, you know, the whole frameworks of like nonviolent communication, for example, which can help orient towards like our needs and our feelings and being in relationship with people and compassion and empathy, right? all those things. And so that's also with ourselves. How do we give ourselves those things, cultivate those things? We need capacity to orient towards something that's life-affirming, that's possible because it's also vulnerable. I look at, um, it's in trying to live peacefully for myself, I am, more deeply and kind of aggressively confronted with violence and the potential for violence that's inside of me also. And, and, and the, the training that I have of like, yeah, peace is nice, but like if someone's coming after you, you need to kill them or coming after your loved ones, you need to kill them. Like that's, that's the story. That's the training that I have as being someone in a male body in the society. Yeah, peace is all fine and good. nonviolence is all fine and good till someone's coming at you with something. <laughs> and um, one response to that I heard a long time ago, I don't remember who it was from, but they're like, you know, there's the the, the notion of like someone trying to say, I believe in nonviolence or, or peace. And someone said, well, what if this, what if this, what would you do? No, no, I still wouldn't do it. I wouldn't act out. And, you know, as an experiment, there's always gonna be a point where someone is gonna say out the window, I go do the thing, right? I respond violently, for example. But the person said, and I would hope that my brothers and sisters who are beside me would hold me back. Mm. So this notion of peace, even in the, the question is this kind of individual thing. So if you, how do you like the opening, how do you find this thing hope in the midst of all of the chaos and violence? Oh, well, even if I'm full of despair, I hope and I pray that my brothers and sisters and my people come and help me to counter that message that I'm alone. But we are so oriented towards like this kind of individual thing. Um, and so I think that's part of the undoing that we all need also. And then that can lead to as systems and frameworks get larger and larger, and we talk about like countries, oh, countries and war and violence. Well, we can't do this. Well, we've set up ourselves to have to respond the way we do. We've set up a system where so much money is put into the mechanisms of war and resources of war and almost nothing are put into the mechanisms of peace and so it's not fair to just say oh well, we'll just like abolition is not just like oh we'll just get rid of the thing and then everything will be fine it's actually what do we how do we create and shift the circumstances of what we're pouring into as if peace is a value as if life is actually precious what would we create and as we create those things, as we build those things, the default response of violence and oppression and othering power over get smaller and smaller because we have capacity and resources to deal with it differently. People aren't dehumanized from jump who learn to dehumanize others to survive. I, this thing around violence in me I, I, w- I was reflecting recently on being very, very young and seeing um, real uh, violence uh, of a neighbor's father and his son. Um, The son had actually stolen my mom's wallet and he brought him back to return it and then beat him in front of us. And I was probably like five or six or something. And what I realized is that it was horrific. I mean, at the time I just like shut down. But later, reflecting on it, like how terrifying it was for me to witness that. And I also learned in that moment, oh, I never want to be on the receiving end of that. So this, that piece around like,
2: yeah, 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 peace open, right?
1: But then that's always like a backup. Well, worst comes to worst. I can always, I mean, I'm a big person. I can always do something. And that's right. So from the beginning, if there were different ways of this parent dealing with their child, if there are different ways of me getting uh, and uh, having support to deal with that differently, right? You transform that kind of response as needed. But that's why it's a it's a different way of living and being together, which can lead to these things of like, oh, war department, peace department. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> X percentage, even if they were equal in terms of like funding, what that, what tra- how that would transform things, right? But it's not fair to just say, like, under these same circumstances, you just get rid of one. Oh, we'll just get rid of that response because we don't have other tools. It would cause more harm. So imagine that's the engagement of like peace, recognizing our relatedness with other people, whether we share the same identity or not, our relatedness with the earth, our relatedness with plants and animals. Imagine if we held that really, right, we would exist on this planet differently with each other differently. And so what does that mean now? Not like, well, we'll go back to some utopian, blah, blah, blah. But like, what does that mean now? Okay, so let me look again inside. What are those tender places that need nourishment? Can I find them? Can I have other people support me? Can I support other people in that? Can I see them? Can I have compassion for them? Can I hold them accountable still, but differently than how I've been taught to in terms of punishment? What would it look like? What does accountability look like differently? and not that like I have some grand answer, but like if we orient towards these other things, then we can come up with some different ways of living, which then means we don't have to quote, be hopeful. Oh, we're, cause we're in it. We are <laughs> living these ways that are life affirming, right? We are. Yeah, yes. So bit by bit, step by step, moment by mo- little, little, little steps, oh. That's a nice breeze on a hot day. Or like, that's a cozy drink, right? On a cold day, that's my favorite sweater, right? Or I ran into a friend, right? And we got to say hello, like, oh, that's goodness. How everybody knows that feeling. How, and So let me cultivate more of that. Let me allow more of that in my heart versus armoring up everywhere.
0: That's a, such a good point. Like, I love that. Cause that's, that's how I think. Do you know what I mean? Like goodness, yeah. and but but, uh, just what you said. Just I want more of that. You know, you no, know? in the ordinary, not not go to right. extraordinary lengths, but in the ordinary, in the practicalness mm-hmm. of your day and your life, that you can you can you can seek and find and mm-hmm. find peace and joy and love and tenderness.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember in in the midst of like despair and all the things because you know yes i had a realization but like the work of coming out of that is work (laughs) and takes courage (laughs) like that's not just like oh look life is affirming and beautiful okay all the trauma's gone all the things are done right but i remember my mom making a statement about like going for a walk and seeing like the light hit the leaves in a certain way and the birds and i in my i was like oh and in my mind i was like you've got to be kidding me that like that's what you're like holding out as the like hope right as goodness in life right <laughs> i was like i'm in this like place of like madness and like and the way that the light bounces off right and like and i a part of my brain knew wouldn't that be beautiful to be touched by that but i couldn't I couldn't feel it and like you know I feel it <laughs> I feel it I experience it it is also part of what like oh that's like the life affirming but I couldn't I was in such a place I couldn't even see it and and, but I, I was like uh, it's like the like well saying like that smell like yeah there's a smell over there but like uh, that's far I can't get there it's all the things in the way right I couldn't imagine the reality of of being with being nourished by that mm-hmm. what might be there it was so foreign and um i think that's that's a that's maybe that's hope oh there's something there there's something in this life that i don't know about that could give me that sense of place That I also belong here, that this life is for me to be whole, not just to be, just to grind out. Maybe that's hope. I like it.
0: As always. And I'm going to
1: say to those out there it's possible. It's possible to find your way. You have to honor that though.
0: Okay. I tell you. you, And there's more of us
1: out there. You're not alone.
0: You're not alone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not alone.
0: I tell you, every time you come, you bring the right message that I oh. that I uh, I need for my spirit. And in this season that's of best. Advent, for me, mm. uh, that's just right in line with, uh, you know, this time of waiting and mm. uh, anticipating and noticing. Noticing. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Well,
1: thank notice. you, Anru. Thank you, Babs. It's a pleasure.
0: He'll be back, y'all. He will be back. <laughs> he will be back. So thank you for your time today. I I needed this message. You know, mm. it's very personal to me when you're here. I know mm. other people listen, but
1: this is very That's good for me, too. <laughs> I, I get to listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, look, one. look at what thing I need to remember. All right.
0: <laughs> I like it. Well, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your Take day, your you too. the rest of your week, and I will thank see you, you soon.
1: Thank you. Be well, everyone. Thank you, Harry.
0: Bye, Harry. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Bye, Angel in Florida. We'll see you tomorrow, too. (laughs)